Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey, sister friend, this is a live from Business Tree Bootcamp, day one, talking about what exactly is a business tree and getting into five principles I wish I knew when I got started on my entrepreneurial journey. So, If you are not signed up for this and you're not in our Facebook community and you don't have the workbook, there is still time. Go to the show notes, sign up. You will get the workbook sent to you, the link, all the good things. And I hope this workshop, this bootcamp day one blesses you. Welcome to Business Tree Bootcamp day one. All right. Welcome. I am so excited and honored and blessed to be able to pour into you this week. And so before we get started, I want to do just a couple house house cleaning um, items. What I ask of you, I I love teaching is like my favorite thing. Not only was I a school, you know, classroom teacher, but I've been teaching women the entrepreneur world for the last eight years. And I also, it's a spiritual gift of mine. It's like, this is the thing that literally lights me up and I love it. And so I am pouring a hundred percent into you guys this week. So what I ask of you, I know what it's like to be on the other side of this screen. I know what it's like to be juggling a hundred things at one time, or at least trying to multitasking is a myth. There's no such thing. So what I'm going to ask of you, can I ask you to turn off all the distractions so that you can be fully present to really catch whatever the Lord has for you today. I know and believe in my heart that he has something for every single person who is on this either live or catching the replay. And so I just want to ask you to honor that space for you and the Lord, because while I am a vessel and a conduit of these things, it's really the Holy Spirit that I'm praying that speaks to you through my words and that you get exactly what you need today and every day this week. So we've already done this. We've already dropped in the comments where you're from. If you haven't done that and you're just hopping on, go ahead and drop in the comments where you are from, what state, what city would love to see just how God's done. We're all over the world. And I think sometimes we can get so narrow-minded in where we live that we forget that the kingdom of God is everywhere. And that is our job is to go and tell and spread the gospel, which is part of why you're here in business or bootcamp. We'll talk about that, that in a little bit. So the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's in Matthew 633. It's one of my like pillar verses for my podcast and for the business tree that the Lord has given me. So wherever you are in your faith journey or your business journey, 
many of you replied to my email saying, I don't have a business yet, but I'm praying that God gives me some clarity or gives me some understanding or um, that I kind of know maybe he wants me to pivot. I get that from a lot of women too, who are in a certain space, but they feel like the Lord's kind of changing their heart. So wherever you are in your business journey, your faith journey, I know God has something for you this week because he always has something for us because he is so good. And so there's a reason you signed up to be here. So I want to just say thank you and congratulations for saying yes and for being ready and excited and expectant to grow your business, not just for God, but with God. And so my promise to you is that you're going to walk away this week with a kingdom perspective that is going to absolutely change the way that you do business. Think kingdom strategies, kingdom blueprints, kingdom mindset, and kingdom heart set. These are things that the world doesn't teach you, but the word does. And the more you get into the word of God, you see how he has literally given us the blueprints for business right in his word. Personal development is great. I've learned a lot from other experts and other people, but my quiet time with the Lord is where I have grown and and really received the most transformation. And so that is my heart is to pour that into you guys this week. So these are the things I'm telling you this week are some of the things that I wish somebody told me Eight years ago, when I started my very first business, which was online in the network marketing space, these are foundational business principles that have made all the difference in the way that I run my business and the way that I show up for not just my business and my clients, but my family and how I really am committed to seeking God first and keeping God first because I didn't always do that. And if you know my testimony, you know some of that. So the reason I created Business Reboot Camp, it's that oftentimes I see high achieving kingdom women, burnouts, overwhelmed, frustrated, and struggling to build their business or to get that clarity of like, what is God calling me to do next? Friends, this shouldn't be Not only do we have access to everything the world has taught about business, but we have access to the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I don't know about you, but like, have you ever wondered why does it look like the world is winning at business and God's children are still trying to figure it out? Have you ever gone on to social media and you found an influencer and you look at their stuff and you're like, how do they have that many followers? How do they have that much engagement? How do they have that big business, right? Why are God's children struggling? God does not want us to be like the Israelites who are wandering around in the desert in the wilderness for 40 years. And so if you can relate to this, Business Reboot Camp is for you. It's literally designed to help you partner with God to help you fulfill your purpose and calling without the overwhelm, without the frustration, without the discouragement and disappointment. So I want to ask your permission. Is it okay if I pour into you Every day this week for five days, I'm going to pour into you some very pivotal transformational things that have absolutely changed my business. Everything that I can literally give you in our time together, I want to give you. And at the end of each day, I am going to share with you a way that we can work together. You may have actually even been on Business Tree Bootcamp last year, and I have had something stirring in my heart for such a long time to help women like you. And you know, I do the podcast. I do these types of trainings all the time. I'm constantly wanting to give you what I know. And I also always have women wanting more and wanting to work together. And so if I pour into you this week, if I have your permission at the very end and you want to learn a little bit more of how we can work together, um, stick around and I will share that with you. But if you don't 
end up buying anything or investing in your business in any way, I promise you, you're going to walk away from this week absolutely changed and transformed. So I have been praying to the Holy Spirit and to show you like what to really prepare your heart and your mind for what he has for you, what you need to hear in this season of your life, in this season of your business, whether you have one or not, whether you're ready to transition or even if you are loving where you are, you're just ready to get filled up because the Bible says that we are supposed to overflow, right? So that is my heart that you are filled up this week to overflow. So before we get started, can I pray? Father God, I thank you so much. Lord, I thank you for the journey that I have been on over the last eight years. It has allowed me to gather the things that you have taught me and other people who have taught me, Lord, that I can then pour into those who are hungry, hungry to understand how we as kingdom entrepreneurs and CEOs and wives and moms and daughters, how we can operate under the kingdom. So Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to use social media. I thank you for every woman that is here that she has said yes to learning more about you and business. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you continue to prepare her heart for whatever it is that you want her to receive. Lord, this is not about me. This is all about you. And so I pray that the words that are coming up out of my mouth are glorifying and honoring to you that they meet and reach the ears exactly where they need to be met so that you can speak to her. So Lord, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So business tree, uh, if you've been around the podcast or if you've done business tree bootcamp last year, by the way, this is new and improved. So if you did business tree bootcamp, trust me, I don't think I could ever say the exact same thing twice. That's just not my personality, but what is a business tree? Maybe you've been asking yourself, okay, I don't really quite understand, Heather. So what is a business tree? Well, business, the definition, it's the activity of buying or selling commodities, products, or services. I would love for you to drop in the comments below. What do you sell? Do you sell products or are you a service-based business owner? Drop that in the comments, right? Do you sell products or are you a service-based business owner. I love to see who's kind of here so that I understand a little bit more of your business. I have sold products and I have also currently, obviously now as a coach, that's what I sell. I sell my services as a coach. All right. So that's the definition of that service base. Awesome. Um, products. Love that. Um, okay. So we've got a little bit of a combination here, a little bit of products, a little bit of business, um, or, or service base, a trucking business. So cool. I want to sell both awesome real estates. We've got a variety of different women, and this is something I need you to see. I love this because you see a variety of people here, but these principles apply to every business, right? And your business is an opportunity not only to make an income, but to literally change and grow the kingdom of God. So that's where the ministry part comes in, right? Ministry, what is the definition? Well, the dic dictionary says it's the act of serving the profession, duties, and services as a minister, now, you might not think of yourself as a minister, but the Bible says that you are a royal priesthood. And I don't know if you've read scripture, but it tells some of the, the duties of the royal priest, right? One of those jobs was to minister to the Lord. Have you ever considered that your business is actually a way for you to not only minister 
to the world, but to minister to the Lord, to worship him, to honor him, to glorify him. Now, let me just say this before I move forward. Some of you are going to have businesses that work in the secular space where you're not going to post Bible verses on your social media. You don't have a Bible verse on your business card. You are not like me doing very much like in your face, biblical teachings that that might not be where God has you. But can I encourage you that you have the, if you have Jesus in your heart, you have the light, right? We're called to be a light in the world, a sit in a city that cannot be hidden, right? So regardless of whether you're preaching to people through your business, everything you do is speaking and it should reflect Jesus. So whether you know it or not, you have a business tree. Your life is a business tree. You're, you're, you are a walking testimony for the Lord everywhere you go, whether that's in Starbucks or Target, two of my favorite places, or whether it's online, you are a light for Jesus. And that doesn't just mean you post Bible verses, because I'll share a little bit about my testimony with you guys. So here's a little bit of my business tree story, right? I started in the entrepreneur space as a network marketing professional. I didn't even know what that was. I joined a company that was a beach body. If anybody is familiar, some of you are probably in it. And for the first several months, this was my only, I had tunnel vision. All I could see was this was a way that I could quit my corporate job so that I could be home with my brand new baby. Any other moms here who have cried and I basically hyperventilated for two weeks prior to my maternity leave being over. I literally could not wrap my head around how I was going to put my baby into somebody else's arms. I just couldn't. We were going to sell our house. I mean, we were, I was desperate to find a way. And I didn't actually join Beachbody to start a business. I joined it to get healthy. However, the Lord opened my eyes to see, oh, wow, there are other ways you can make an income and be at home with your kiddos. And so a lot of you are here because network marketing, that's what it does for you. It allows you to do both. So I was tunnel vision. I'm like, this is, this is the thing. This is going to be the thing that gets me to be able to be home with my baby. And I unfortunately did have to go back to work. However, I had the goals and the faith and the belief and the hope that this was going to be it. And so for 10 months, I worked relentlessly to be able to build this business so that I could quit my corporate job and be home with my baby. And by the grace of God, I did. But somewhere along the way, the Lord literally like tapped, tapped on my shoulder and was like, hey, 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 hey. And so I was like, what, what's the deal? And he's convicted me. So in this business, and if you're familiar with Beachbody, you already know these. So I, this is like old school. They have something that's called the three vital behaviors. These are the things that they say, if you do these every single day, you'll be successful. And so I was like, well, you tell me what to do and I can be successful. I'm going to do it. And one of those was personal development. They said, read personal development, at least 10 to 15 minutes or, you know, 10 pages a day. That's a must. So guess what I started doing? I started reading a lot of books. And it has helped me tremendously. I have learned so much. Another one was to be proof that the products work. So they're saying, hey, if you're going to represent our company, you know, you've got to show that you're using these things and actually showing that it works. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but it does mean that you have to like show you're, you're, you're making progress with these things, right? Makes sense. And I was, I was losing weight and I wasn't just losing weight. I was like in my postpartum weight, I was like getting healthy. I was learning how to cook healthy, all the things. And I was changing the way that I was doing life and eating. 
And I was so excited about sharing that with other moms who I wanted to share this solution with. And then this last vital behavior at the time, and they now have four, um, was invite, invite, invite. It was like unapologetically share with everybody that this is an awesome opportunity. And people don't have to accept it if they don't want to, but it's your job to like share it with the world. And so that was twofold. One, the programs and the products and two, the business opportunity. Guess what I did every day? These three vital behaviors every day. And the Lord so kindly like tapped on my shoulder one day and was like, Hey, Heather, the three vital behaviors of a coach for this health and fitness business that you're so passionate about are very similar to the three vital behaviors of a Christian kingdom entrepreneur. Heather, you should be committed to your personal development through reading my word. Like I actually created everything and everyone to start with. And so my word, like you're spending hours reading books every single day and you're not giving me that time in the word. Holy conviction. I was like, okay, very convicted. And then he gets down to that next one. Be proof that the products work. Heather, are you proof that I work? Are you proof that Jesus is working in your life, that he is actually making the things work for you? Not just a shake, not just a workout program, but that the grace of God over your life and his favor and his love and his kindness and his mercy and his grace, everything. Are you boldly sharing to the world that I am transformation? I am the answer to all of your problems. I was like, oh my gosh. No, I am not. That's uncomfortable. I'm not a preacher. I haven't gone to seminary. I don't know enough theology. Shoot, I haven't even read my entire Bible and I've been a believer my whole life. And I was convicted, so convicted that I was so passionate about sharing these businesses and these these products that were changing people's lives, but I was not sharing that Jesus is the one that has changed my life the most. And this last one was the invite. I was in people's DMs. I was boldly sharing unapologetically. This will do this for you. This will change your life. This will let you be home with your baby. All while never inviting people to a Bible study, never inviting people to church, never inviting anyone to really check out God who who I had a relationship with. Now I share this with you not to condemn you in any way, but perhaps the Holy Spirit is starting to show you your business is such a bigger opportunity than you probably see. Yes, it is absolutely a way to make an income. Yes, it is absolutely a way to use your gifts and your passions and and really to fulfill your calling. Yes, but our first purpose in life and in our only purpose in life truly is to glorify and honor and worship God. That's what we were made to do. And your business just so happens to be one of the many ways you get to do that. I know a lot of you here are moms and wives and daughters and sisters and in a community and all these places. And so I just want to challenge you today. Are you using your business to shine Jesus's light into the world? Is your business about you and you to maybe get the next next promotion or get the next rank or make that next bonus check or get that next big, big thing. And all those things are okay. They are absolutely okay. But is your business more about you or is it about God's calling on your life? Luke 2, 49 says, did you know that I must be about my father's business? Now, if you know, this story is actually about Jesus and his family traveling for the feast of Passover and his parents lost him. They're like, oh my goodness, we don't know where Jesus is. And so they were frantically trying to find him and 
Jesus replies to his parents and says, did you not know he was found at the temple, by the way? And he says, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Sister friend, you and I should be about our father's business. Kingdom business is all about the father's business. You have been called, you have been chosen for such a time as this, but we see in the book of Esther and the story of Esther is so awesome. And did you know that God's not even mentioned once there? So you can have a business that you don't mention God, but that you have God all over it. Then you can also be like me where God is literally all over it. And it's still all about God. But here's the warning to you in the, in, in the story of Esther, there was that verse that says, Hey, if you don't, her uncle warned her, if you don't like someone else will be chosen to help our people. I want to encourage you today, if you don't, if you continue to run your business as a business and not as a business tree, like you can still make money, you can still make an impact, you can still do the things that light you up and all of that. But I just hope that this shifts your perspective to see that God has literally chosen you, created you for such a time as this. And if you don't do it, he's going to find somebody else who is, who wants to partner with him and not just build a business for God. Because I, I definitely spent a season where it was just all for God, but I didn't even realize that God wanted to do it with me. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But if you give God your yes today and every day moving forward to make your business about his business, I want you to comment below. I am chosen. I am chosen because I believe you are here for a reason, chosen for such a time as this to shift the perspective of why you were actually here on earth, not just to build this business, but to truly like partner and co-labor with the Lord to grow the kingdom of God through your gifts and your talent and your calling. Here's where I made a mistake. <laughs> I love this. Jesus drops like Holy Spirit drops some nuggets in my heart that I just love. And usually they're on coaching calls and they totally convict me and I save them for later. Uh, this is one of those. Jesus is not an accessory to our business. He is our business. And I have this image of a Kate because one day the Lord gave me this image of Heather. What you've been doing with your business is you have been building this cake, which was your business. And you sprinkle a verse here and there. You'd say, oh, God is so good here. And then you would put a little icing on, you know, you would make the cake look real fancy and it looked somewhat Christ-like. But the meat, the main thing, the cake was not really about me. It was about you. And here's the reality is I prayed about my goals. I prayed about my business. I posted about the Lord. I've been putting Bible verses on social media for literally years. Like I go back and I also have to delete some of my posts too, because I'm like, my twenties was definitely not chasing after Jesus. I was chasing after all the wrong things, but going to church on Sunday, usually hungover. Um, and I, I am so thankful for what the Lord has showed me. But what I started to do was I really was making Jesus kind of like this, like, accessory to my business, but however, he really wasn't my business. And so I treated my business like it was my thing. And then I just, you know, was going to pray about it and ask God to like, bless it. Here's where I believe you are a CEO. And there's, I've heard different teachings about this, but this is what the Lord has showed me. You are, and I am a CEO of our business and God is the owner. He owns it. In fact, it says that you were bought with a price. So he owns you right? If you're a child of God, he owns you. You were bought with a price. And so you are the owner of your business. You are the CEO and God, I'm sorry, you are, you are the CEO and God owns it, right? 
And that's what being a seek first CEO is truly all about. He's trusted you to steward this thing. And that's my heart's desire for you throughout this week is to get a better grasp of this calling that he has given you. Not only that you can honor and glorify God through your business, but you're actually able to even worship him through it. Have you ever heard of this word? Avada. Avada, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you probably know I have gone on this crazy, amazing journey of Hebrew and Greek word studies, more Hebrew probably than anything. But if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know, I do these, the Hebrew months and I share all of that. God is just so cool. Well, the Bible was actually originally written in Greek and Hebrew. And so what I have found is there's such a richness and depth to the meaning of words that our English language doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. This is one of those words. God's children knew how faith and work go hand in hand. In fact, they use the same word for work and worship and service. And that's this word, avida. So in scripture, right, when it's translated, it's translated into our language. But if you go back and you see many times throughout scripture where the word work in our language, the word worship in our language, and the word service in our language actually in Hebrew is the word Avada. Let me give you an example. So that we see this first in Genesis 2.15. If you want to write that down, you can go check it out. We see that God's original design and desire is that our work and our worship would be an actual like way of living. In some verses, the word avada means work, as in like working in a field, right? We know that's a big thing that they did in the Bible. Moses actually showed this in the Exodus 34, 21. He says, six days you shall work. Moses wrote Exodus. And the, in the Hebrew, it originally says six days you shall avada, you shall work. But then we see in other places like Psalm 104, 23 says, then man goes out to his work to do his labor until evening. This is like the literal work, but actually it says the word avada. And then in other verses, th this word, the same word, means worship. In Exodus 8, 1, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship, that they may avada me. Do you see how one word is tied together and woven together to show us that God, like, is he is so incredible and that our work, our worship, and our service are all interconnected. In Joshua 24, 15, this is such a popular verse, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Actually, in Hebrew, it says we will avada the Lord. Does this change the way that you see your business? Does this change the way that you see your business tree? It's not just a business to make an income. Yes, God wants to provide for you and, and he's created you with these gifts and these talents and these things that you can do. But this is also a way for you to worship the Lord. And not only that, but to serve other people. You're here because you're a high achieving, ambitious, servant hearted kingdom entrepreneur. Listen, I know my girl, that's you. You're here because you want your work to glorify and honor God. But the world has a lot of lessons for you. And they teach us a lot of really wrong things that we get wrapped up in. And the enemy is trying to come at you because all he wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy your calling. Because he knows that if you are bold and that you are a light for Jesus through your business, you're going to overtake the kingdom of darkness. That's what we're here to do. Because we have power, love, and a sound mind through the Holy Spirit. 
And that's what I really want you to start tapping into in your business and stop following methods and formulas and strategies of the world and start following kingdom principles, kingdom strategies, kingdom formulas that only you have access to because you are a child of God. God intended for us to have lives where work and worship go hand in hand, not where work becomes a burden to our family. Not where work becomes the stress because we can't figure out how we're going to make more money. Not where work actually takes away time from our quiet time with the Lord. If it's a distraction, then it's an idol. And I say that because I lived most of my first half of my business years, my business was an idol and I lost everything in 2018. You've probably heard the story, but I am so thankful that I had to lose it all in order to find Jesus is all. And right now, right here where I'm at almost three and a half years later, I'm going to be four here in the summer. I am so committed to helping change kingdom women's perspectives that business is not just what we typically think it is, but it truly is an act of worship. So the question is, how are you operating your business? How are you operating your life? Avida suggests that our work can be a form of worship where we honor the Lord and we serve our neighbors, which is why you're here. You are servant hearted. You're eager to serve the Lord by fulfilling your purpose and calling. If that is you, drop a that's me below. Give me a that's me. So I know that like you're here, you're in the right place at the right time, and you are ready to dive into these five principles that I want to share with you today that have literally changed everything. But before we do that, I got to ask you a question. Do you ever feel these feelings in your business? Overwhelmed, discouraged, burnt out, confused, frustrated, disappointed, insecure, anxious. Y'all, I have felt every single one of these over the last eight years and the enemy absolutely tries to creep in with this. Can I encourage you? These, all these feelings are fruit and these are not fruit from God. Okay. We know that verse, we will be known by our fruits, right? These are not heavenly kingdom fruits. If you're feeling overwhelmed, discouraged, burnt out, confused, frustrated, disappointed, insecure, and anxious, how are you supposed to boldly go and be a light into this world? Too often, I hear kingdom businesswomen say that this is how they feel about their business. This is exactly how they feel. Can I encourage you today? If God gave you this business idea, if he led you to that company, if he led you to that idea, if he led you to this person or wherever God has you today, you better believe he is also going to give you the customers that you need. He's going to give you the content that you need for social media. He's going to give you the team members for you to hire. If you're in network marketing, he's going to, he's going to put the right people in your path. Not only that, he's going to give you the financial provision and everything you need to be successful. Do you believe that? Or are you still struggling and stressing out and feeling like, what am I even doing? What? Maybe I should go get a job. I know you've thought that once or twice because I've thought that once or twice or a hundred times and thought, you know, maybe I should just go get a job and maybe this isn't for me. Can I tell you if those thoughts are coming into your mind, those are not from the kingdom of God. Those are not from the Holy Spirit. If it's discouragement, it's coming from the D, the devil. If it's disappointment, it's coming from the devil. If it's causing division in your marriage, it's coming from the devil. If it's causing division in your friendships and your family, it's coming from the enemy. So 
instead of looking at these feelings and feeling shame, that is not what this is for. I have felt all these feelings before. I want you to look at these feelings and get really curious about why are you feeling this way? There is no shame in your feelings. My son asked me the other day, mom, is it wrong to be scared? Is it a sin to be scared is actually what he said. And I was like, whoa, he's eight, by the way. I'm like, is it a sin to be scared? That's a big question for an eight-year-old. And it got me to think, well, wait a second. You know, God says, fear not for I'm with you. And I'm like going through scripture and I'm like, oh my gosh, but is it, is it sin to be scared? I'm like, well, there are things legit that scare us. Right. And so the feeling isn't the sin, but it's choosing to come into agreement with whatever the lie is that has caused that fear. The same with all of these feelings that you read on the screen here, overwhelmed discouragement. These feelings are not, there's no shame in having these feelings. In fact, your feelings are like a flashlight. They are shining a light into what you're actually thinking. If you're feeling overwhelmed, there's something that you're thinking. Probably you don't have enough time. If you're feeling discouraged, there's something that you're thinking, maybe that God's holding out on you on the blessings. And, you know, you have this big God-sized dream, but maybe you're not good enough for him, or maybe he doesn't trust you to give you that next level. Or if you're feeling burnt out, there's something that you're thinking. You're thinking that you are your provider and that God is not. And again, I say this from a place of sister friend, like this has been me. So I want you to get really curious about your feelings. Instead of shaming them, get curious around them. Allow the Holy Spirit to shine a light into your thoughts. Science actually shows us that our thoughts come microseconds before an emotion occurs. So literally the thought happens and boom, we have an emotion. So I want you to start paying attention to your emotions. Why are you feeling the way that you're feeling? What is it that you're actually believing? Your feelings are a result of a thought that you're thinking. And I have felt every single one of these. And I still have to do what the Bible says, which is to take our thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So my question to you today is what thoughts have you been building your business on? And I literally could spend all week on this topic alone because this is like something I'm super passionate about, mindset and heart set. But for the sake of time and to give you as much as I can in this week, today I'm going to share with you five kingdom thoughts, kingdom principles that have literally changed my business for the better. If you are ready for these five principles, which you are here for, drop an emoji in the comments below. All right, here is kingdom principle number one. God is your source. Everything else is a resource. God is your source. Everything else, everything else is a resource. Psalm 23 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Other translations say, I want for nothing. I have everything I need. I don't need a thing. I shall not want. So my question for you today is, do you really believe that? Is God your shepherd? And do you feel like you're lacking in your business? If you feel like you're lacking in your business, then I want to challenge you to shift your perspective. You have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe, literally who wants to co-labor with you. He is your source for everything in your life and your business. So is he your source for strategy? Is he your source 
for creativity? Is he your source for content? Is God your source for energy? Is God your source for money? Do you check your bank account to make a business decision or do you ask God before you make a business decision? Is God your source for finding people? Is he your source for hiring people? Is he your source for where you get your clients, your customers, your team members? This truth has literally changed everything the way that I do business. Knowing that I have everything I need to be successful without one other thing has helped me continuously learn how to go back to the source first before I go anywhere else. And this is what being a seek first CEO is all about. God being your source and everything and everyone else being a resource. Jeremiah 33.3 is one of my all-time favorite verses. I use it in pretty much every teaching that I feel like I teach because it means so much to me. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. What do you not know about your business? What do you not know about your calling? What do you not know about your purpose? What do you not know about whatever? Are you going to him? Are you calling to him? Is God your go-to? Another translation says, call to me and I will answer you and show you a great and mighty things which you do not know. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden, which you do not know. Do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of or understand. There are kingdom principles that we get to tap into as God's children that literally will not make sense. I don't know about you, but these are things that I, there are things I don't know about my business and I want to know them. And there are things that I don't know about scaling that I want to know. There are things about social media strategy and it changes all the time. Hello, algorithm that I don't know. And I want to know there are things about being a CEO and being a better leader that I don't know. And I want to know. So what do you want to know about your business today? And are you seeking God as your go-to? Is he your first source? Are you seeking kingdom? Are you seeking the Lord? Or are you seeking another personal development book? Are you seeking an, an expert in a specific field? Are you seeking Google before you seek God? And let me just remind, none of these things are wrong. None of these things are sin and none of these things are bad. Actually, God created all people to be able to help us. But understanding that God is the source and everything else is a resource changes the game because God so deeply desires to co-labor with you, to give you specific strategies, specific blueprints, specific steps and downloads that you will not find anywhere else other than him. This means your quiet time with him is a priority. It is a must. Your prayer life is a must. Reading the word is a must. Fasting is a must. Like, like getting time with the Lord, these things are must. And these things are kingdom strategies. Truth is sometimes God will ask you to do things that really, like, like I said, it does not make sense, which is why you have to seek out wisdom from the Lord over logic and over what every other business person on Instagram and Facebook, and even myself are telling you just because a business 
expert in something tells you to do something. If God's not the one telling you, then I would encourage you, you don't need to follow it. So can I give you an example? In 2019, God showed me that I was too busy. I had just lost an eight-figure business. I was 27 weeks pregnant at the time. So I just had my baby. I just had a third baby. And I was like trying to figure out why my life just flipped upside down. But at this time in 2019, I was on this, I'm, I'm coming back. It was my comeback year. And I was just ready to do all the things to prove to everybody and myself that I'm a good person and God loves me. And even though I lost it all, like God has bigger plans for me. And by goodness, he does. He does. However, I was trying to do it all, all in my own strategy, own strength, own creativity. Here's what I had. I had a boutique. I had a faith-based apparel business. I had a network marketing business and I had a coaching business. Here's the deal. I bought into the lie that I needed to have multiple streams of income to provide for my family and to really make the big bucks. I have a whole podcast episode about that. Talks about like multiple streams of income. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you're believing that that's going to be your financial freedom, you are putting that as an idol before the Lord. God is your source. Everything else is a resource. So God told me to get unbusy. Listen, my flesh, everything in me was like, I don't understand. How could I get unbusy when I lost everything and I'm finally on this track to rebuild all this stuff and you're telling me to like get unbusy? How can I get unbusy? I have to provide for my family. I have to earn back what I lost. I have to, I have to, I, 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 I. And the Lord just kept putting on my heart, get unbusy. So my, my flesh did not like it. Logic could tell me, a lot of other things, wisdom told me to obey. And because I fear the Lord in a reverent way, and I know that he has asked me before to do things that doesn't make sense, my obedience taught me a lesson I will never forget. And I'm forever grateful for that. I think somebody here needs to hear today. I learned that I could actually work less and make more. Do you believe that? that you can actually work less and make more. And it's not because you have whatever lie the world has told you. It's because you have Jesus and it's because he is your source and everything else is a resource. And he is so good that he's gonna provide all of your needs. So kingdom principle number two, God will never pressure you into his promises. He will, however, position you for them. Say it again. God will never pressure you into his promises. He will, however, position you for them. Do you ever feel pressure in your business? Maybe pressure to prove that you're worthy of somebody following you on social media. Maybe pressure to provide an income for your family. Maybe pressure to prove your worth or your value to the world that you have something to offer. Maybe it's pressure to be the best. Maybe you wrestle with perfectionism or maybe you struggle with pressure to figure it all out and you're frustrated because you just can't get it. Maybe it's pressure to say the right thing at the right time all the time because you don't really feel qualified and you don't even know what to say. So you just don't say anything. Where is that pressure coming from? I'll tell you where it's coming from the enemy. Because God does not pressure you into things. He positions you for it. David worked in the field as a shepherd long before he was a king. 
So what pressure is the enemy putting on you that's literally killing and destroying the calling that God has on your life. The enemy wants to hold you back from taking the next step forward. He wants you to stay stuck on this hamster wheel of doubt, uncertainty, not making progress because he hates the kingdom of God. And he knows if you see this business as a way to be a light, he does not want the kingdom of God advancing because that would mean the kingdom of darkness is getting smaller. Can I encourage you today not to confuse God positioning you for punishment? Because positioning is the preparation for the next level of glory. So don't let the enemy trick you into thinking otherwise. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. For me, when I started to grow weary, tired, burnout, and full of doubt, it's when I start to feel the pressure to prove something, to provide something, or to produce something out of God's will, out of God's time, out of God's way, out of his strategy. So I want to encourage you today. I believe somebody needs to hear this. Don't lose heart in your business just because you haven't seen the fruit of your labor yet. God is not pressuring you to do anything. He is literally positioning you for this next level that he's called you to. So say it with me. I am being positioned to prosper. Drop that in the comments if you believe that you are being positioned to prosper. Which leads me into kingdom principle number three. You will never have to work for your worth. You get to work from your worth in Jesus. You will never have to work for your worth, friend, but you get to work from your worth in Jesus. The world tells you that you have to earn your worth and prove yourself. Like, you know, what do you know? How much do you have? What's the size of your social media falling? How much do you make? Can you brag about this, right? Let's talk about this word worth. It's thrown around a lot. Now, don't get worth confused with worthy. The Lord says that our righteousness are like filthy rags. We are not worthy. God does not owe us anything. In fact, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. So like, that's a humbling thought for me as I started to feel like, well, I'm worthy of all this success. No, I'm not. God is just that good, but he's going to use a sinner like me who is imperfect, who does not know what she's doing half the time <laughs> because he sees that I'm worth it. So let's not get worthy and worth confused, but friend, while your righteousness is like filthy rags, it's it's not even remotely anything close to per perfect Jesus. That's why Jesus came, because you're not ever going to be perfect. But that while you were a yet a sinner, Jesus died for you. And while you are yet imperfect, Jesus still chooses you every day to do this business and to grow this business tree. So worth by definition, it's the quality that renders something desirable, useful, and valuable. Worth and value are one of the core basic human needs. And we oftentimes seek this value and worth and desire from the world. And this is where kingdom entrepreneurs get it twisted. Ask me how I know. You, me, and everyone here and watching this replay and listening to this on the podcast has a need to feel valued. And they have a need to feel like you have a need to feel like you're worth something. And you are. So what happens is when we don't know our worth in Jesus, we start to work for it. Hello, burnout. Hello, overwhelm. Hello, 
discouragement. Hello, mom guilt. Hello, wife guilt. Again, ask me how I know. I was, I was she. Okay. So if this is you and it's speaking to you. There is no shame. There is, there's hope that you get to do this a better way. So if you're a high achieving, ambitious entrepreneur, that's a, there's a really good chance. Like you've experienced all these things and you probably are working so hard and covering up. I'm a perfectionist. I am high achieving. I am ambitious because you're actually working to prove your worth and value to the world. When Jesus said, while you were yet imperfect and a sinner, I chose to die for you. And that God says every day that even though you might not know what you're doing, there's the Bible full of people who are unqualified to do incredible life-changing things. That's you. So stop working for perfectionism and not working for your worth, but working from your work because of what Jesus paid the price for. So while you might not be a six-figure business owner yet, God already sees your business as life-changing for people. And while you might not be a big social media influencer yet, God already created you with, with influence, with a purpose, with a calling. So you get to show up every day in your business knowing how valued you are in the eyes of your heavenly father. Because actually it says that we are hidden in Christ. So if you want to see what God sees when he looks at you, he says that he, you are hidden in Christ. So it's not about your works. It's not about you proving yourself. It's about you accepting what Jesus did for you and actually owning that and living that. So what do you believe about yourself? Because it matters. It will impact the way you do business and life in every single way. In fact, the results that you're getting right now in your business are a direct reflection of your thoughts of what I think are the two most important questions we will ever answer. And here's the deal is you answer these questions every day, whether you think you do or not, you are, you are subconsciously answering these questions every single day by your actions. Who is God? And who are you? Who is God? And who are you? And I'm not talking about the right answer. I'm talking about the things that you believe deep in your heart and in your mind and in your subconscious that are causing you to make actions and to act out and choose and do things the way that you're doing them. If you are striving for the next level and for your business and whatever else, you have a misunderstanding of who God is. If you think that you're not valued and you have worth and that you have a, a calling and a mission and you are his masterpiece, you have an identity crisis and an identity issue with who you are in Jesus. And perhaps you're still trying to figure that out from a worldly perspective. Matthew 7, 16 says you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. So I want to read to you this passage in its entirety. It's in Matthew 7, 15 to 20. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. What fruit is your business producing? And I don't just mean money. That is maybe one of the fruits. I mean, like, what is your internal saying to you? What is your heart saying to you? What is your mind saying to you? 
That's your soul, by the way, your mind, your will, your emotions. Do you show up to your business like you are loved? Do you actually show up to your business like you are God's one-of-a-kind masterpiece? Do you show up to your business with confidence in knowing that you are called to this? And that you might not have it all figured out, but you're going to take that next step with confidence of knowing that God's got you. He's gone before you, he's beside you, and he's behind you. Do you show up to your business like the creator of the universe has actually created you for such a time as this? If not, I cannot encourage you enough to get into the word of God and go on a treasure hunt for these two things. First and foremost, who is God? Who is Jesus? Who is the Holy Spirit? Understanding those three, and we'll talk a little bit more about that for a business meeting later on this week, how I invite all three of the the nature and character of God and, and who he is, the three, the Trinity into my business. But then also, because once we figure out who God is and who Jesus is, we know that we were made in the image of God. We are actually hidden in Christ. Then we can start to see, wait a second, who does God say that I am? And then we get to show up as that person every single day. So I want you to comment below. God sees my worth even when others don't. God sees my worth even when others don't. God loves you and he's called you for such a time as this. All right, I'm going to wrap this up because I want to respect your time. This one, guys, I could like talk about this stuff all day. Provision is included in your calling. Someone needs to hear this today. Provision is included in your calling. We are going to dive deeper into money on day three. Provision comes in all shapes and sizes. It's not just money, but it's one of the big ones. I feel like we all, and again, as business owners, we're projecting, we're casting, we're setting goals, all that. So money matters. Yes. Okay. We're going to dive deeper into money on day three. This is one of my favorite topics as a kingdom entrepreneur, because we have a lot of money mindset issues. Ask me how I know. This principle has changed the way that I do business. And I know someone needs to hear this today so that you show back up on Wednesday to dive deeper into what God actually says about money. And we can look at Jesus's life as the example of how we should operate as kingdom business owners. So whether you've started, you haven't even started your business yet, or you've been at this for years, the thoughts of how am I going to make money doing this? Has that ever crossed your mind? Or maybe it's how am I going to make more money? Maybe you've hit one level and you've hit those five figures, but you want to make six figures. Or maybe it's the how am I going to make this work and and really make it be worth the time? Maybe you're working so many hours and you're not seeing the fruits of your labor. Maybe you've even asked this question, like how am I going to pay for XYZ to grow my business? Maybe you want to buy a course or hire a coach or do something. We want to guarantee, right? We want to guarantee because we want to be able to trust what's ahead. That shows that we have a lack of trust in God. So can I just tell you what is your guarantee that you have every single day? God is your guarantee. Jesus is your guarantee. He already paid the price for you to live a life of abundance more than you could ever ask or imagine. And I'm not talking prosperity gospel. I'm talking what's in the Bible. Go read that verse for yourself and ask the Lord, what is abundance? What does that mean? If God has called you to this business, his provision is included. In other words, his provision is part of the benefits package. You would never accept a job from a company that didn't provide you benefits, right? (laughs) Right? Well, God is a much better employer than any company. Remember, he owns the business. You just get to operate it. So do you think he's going to set you up for failure? 
So where is the mindset shift that needs to happen for you to see that God is going to provide all your needs and provision is included in your calling and you don't have to worry about all the details. You get to give God your yes, take the next step of obedience and trust that he is going to provide every single thing that you need. He wants you to be successful more than you're six, than you want to be successful, right? He just probably wants to change your heart and give you a different definition of success. God is a good, good father. He is not an angry judge throwing his fist down in heaven. He is a good father who sees you as he sees his own son. And you mamas know what that's like. Your kids can't do anything wrong, right? Doesn't mean that we, you know, we're not accountable for our actions and our sin, but God sees us as we're hidden in Jesus. Think about that verse. What does that mean that you're hidden in Jesus? So as long as you're doing what he's asking you to do and you give him your yes and you continue to continue to take steps forward, stop getting stuck, you're going to receive his provision. So what is provision? Well, according to the dictionary, it's the act of providing or supplying something. We can go back to principle number one. God is the source. Everything else is a resource. Another definition is the act of making preparations for a possible or for something future event or situation. You have goals, right? You've probably written your goals out. Maybe you have a vision board, a prayer board, a dream board, something provided. That's the definition of provision. We can go back to Psalm 23 and we can rest assured that God gives us all we need. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Provision comes in many ways from the Lord, not just money. And he promises to provide it all. Do you believe that? Philippians 4.19 and says it. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So I want to encourage you, you can stop wondering when, how, and what, and why, and where, and all the things, and you can continue moving forward today. The Bible tells us not to despise small beginnings. Eight years into this, I still have to remind myself of that verse. Heather, don't despise small beginnings. This might be feel small because God's given you a bigger vision. That doesn't mean it's small, and that doesn't mean that you haven't made progress to get to where you are today. I also have to remind myself of the verse, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. And you might say, well, Heather, you've, you've built all these businesses. Yeah, but the enemy is still after me. And I don't care where you are in your business, whether you've built an eight-figure business, a nothing business, or if you're still trying to figure this thing out, or if you've been super successful, you're at the top of your company, you're at the top of your game. The enemy is after you. And it's why we have to be armored with kingdom armor. And it's why we really should be using kingdom strategies, kingdom principles, kingdom blueprints to build this business, which leads me to my last and final kingdom principle for today. Every next level of you and your business will require a deeper level of trust and intimacy with the Lord. Every next level of you and your business will require a deeper level of trust and intimacy with the Lord. You've probably heard, if you've been around long enough, you've probably heard the phrase new level, new devil. It's used a lot in the entrepreneurial world, right? It means that when we are ready to scale up, we're ready to go next level, ready to get that next rank, we're ready to make that next goal and set that, we're going to face new challenges. And oftentimes those challenges are mindset issues. They're not that you're lacking information, they're that your mind is not in the right place to get you to that next thing. And what I found is that it's not just mindset oftentimes. And for me, it's been heart set. 
Man looks at the, at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. If you are an ambitious, high achieving entrepreneur, then you are never done growing and learning, right? And until Jesus returns or takes you home, I don't know what's coming first. Some days it looks like Jesus is coming like tomorrow and I'm looking in the Eastern sky. Um, we have a job to do. Our job is not done here, which means we get to use our business for God's glory. God is going to stretch you every time he's ready to take you to a next level. So for some reason, that phrase has never really sat well with me, new level, new devil. Maybe it doesn't sit well with you. And I couldn't really figure out like why. And I was pondering this thought the other day when a friend had mentioned it and she said the same thing. She's like, that phrase, I just hate it. And I'm like, yes, me too. So I was just kind of thinking about it and sitting with the Lord and the Holy Spirit dropped a nugget in my spirit and I'm going to share it with you today. It's not about new level, new devil. That's giving the enemy way too much power. The enemy is not all that creative. You probably see patterns in your own life because he's studied people since the beginning of time and he sees our weaknesses. He sees where we're feeling like, you know, he, he, he recognizes our feelings. So he knows how to use those against us. But the enemy is not creative. He's been using the same strategies since the garden. Every next level, bigger goal, new challenge that you face, you are not facing a new devil. You are facing the exact same devil who tempted Eve in the garden and people all throughout scripture. He's not creative. He is not strategic. He is not like he's, he's not, he's not ahead of you. You need to be ahead of him and I need to be ahead of him. So when we learn his strategies, which are very simple, we can always be on the offense. So can we stop saying new level, new devil? Can I give you a new phrase that the Holy spirit dropped in my spirit the other day? I think a better way to phrase this every next level of our life and business should be new glory, new story. New glory, new story. Drop that in the comments below. New glory, new story. Let me explain. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. God words tells us that he wants to take us from glory to glory. Well, how do we do that? Well, it says right here that we are being transformed into the same image of God. This is the sanctification process. This is the becoming holy because God is holy. The world tells you, do things that make you happy. Can I tell you that that is a lie straight from the pit of hell? I want to encourage you today as a kingdom entrepreneur, you do things that make you holy. New glory, new story means that we have to have a deeper relationship and understanding of who God is and who he says that we are in order to step into the next level that God wants to take us to. The story that you're telling yourself and the story that you've been living is not going to match the story of where God is taking you to. So the next level of glory, the new glory is going to require a new story for you to have in your mind of where God is taking you. So my question to you today is where does God want to take you? If you're a visionary, you probably already have this big picture. I'm a visionary. Any other visionaries in the house? I like have way too many ideas that I'm like, oh, I need someone to reel me in. The process to get you to the promised land can sometimes feel like you're an Israelite. And when you read through the Old Testament, it's like, oh my goodness, they are wandering this desert and this wilderness for 40 years. Anyone feel like you're like that in your business today? You've been wandering and wandering and wandering. Can we not be like them? One of their biggest things they did was complained. And they didn't believe that God is who he says he is. And they didn't fear him. They only feared him when he did awesome miracles, signs, and wonders. Like, can we, can we not be like them? 
So I'm going to give you a coaching question that I ask pretty much all my clients when I see them stuck in a story, because chances are that you're where you are today in your business because you're stuck in a story. So here's what I ask them. Is that true? Or is that the story you're telling yourself? The story you're telling yourself about who God is and where he's taking you matters. In fact, that's going to become your reality. So what are you telling yourself? What story have you been telling yourself about where God is taking you? It matters. Can y'all drop in the comments? New glory, new story. That was a lot of information for one day. So I am going to wrap this up and give you your homework. And I'm going to tell you that we have a couple giveaways all throughout the week. Y'all know one of my love languages gifts. So that's what I'm giving away. So I'm doing several giveaways this week. If you want to be entered, here are two ways to get entered. Each activity you do gets you an entry into both the daily giveaways and the grand prize giveaway, which is a three month scholarship into the Seek First School of Businessry. Y'all, I have goosebumps saying it. I'm about to cry because God has put something on my heart for years. If you look at my dream journals, it's a business tree, a school, a business for kingdom people to start taking back the territory that the enemy has been occupying for way too long. So that's part of the giveaway. Here's how you're going to do that. All right. You are going to do it by two ways. One, I want you to post in this group what your biggest takeaway was from today and use the hashtag business tree bootcamp. Business tree bootcamp, post in the community in Seek First CEO community, the hashtag business tree bootcamp, your takeaway. And if you want a bonus, share on social, whether you want to share a screenshot of your, of your workbook, whether you just want to share a testimonial, I don't know, a screenshot of this, whatever. Just share on social, tag business tree bootcamp, tag me, Heather Shriver Burns. And if you can remember this too, they tell you don't give more than one direction in a day, but whatever. Business Tree Bootcamp, hashtag, okay? So tomorrow, day two, is going to be all about goal setting with God. So we are covering one of my favorite topics. So I hope that you're back here at 11 for Kingdom Strategies.